1: We are now just one week away from the Australian Open. Welcome to TC Live, your half-hour pregame show to get you ready for all the action in the summer down under. Some huge stories on and off the court coming up today. Team USA dominating from start to finish, taking the inaugural United Cup. We'll hear from the newly crowned champs in Sydney. Plus, American Seb to push Novak Djokovic to the brink in Adelaide. See where the Serb now sits on the all-time title list. And Coco Gauff is off to a flying start this year. Our experts tell you what it could mean for her success at the year's first major. Featured matches today on Tennis Channel beginning at the top of the hour from Auckland. Plus, Sloane Stephens and Lauren Davis meet for the first time since 2015 in Hobart. Former world number one Karolina Pliskova needed to qualify in Adelaide. She'll face American Danielle Collins. Plus, we got Garbina Muguruza playing Belinda Bencic, Jensen Brooksby, and much, much more. Come on in. Great to have you here with us. Steve Weissman alongside Prakash Amitraj and Paul Anacone. A lot to get to today. But before we get to the highlights on the court, a big highlight off the court for our TC teammate, CeCe Bellis, congratulations to CeCe wow. and Sam Riffis. They got married yesterday. Beautiful ceremony in Florida.
2: Pretty, Listen, the first sharp, th- huh, for uh, I mean, absolutely outstanding. And the first thing that comes to mind is, you think of that life after tennis. You know, she's already made such beautiful steps on the professional side, big into the VC world. She's done great work for us here at uh, Tennis Channel. And now she's, uh, you know, added starting a family. It's just absolutely magnificent. Yeah, full circle, full
3: circle. This is a new mixed doubles partner.
1: That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Sam, NCAA <laughs> champ at Florida. Now he's a pro. Won won a title yep. at the end of last year, so we wish all the best to Cece and Sam going forward. And Cece, we look to see you. Uh, look forward to seeing her right back here at Tennis Channel very soon. The honeymoon, and then it's back and to and work. Back to work. Back to work. <laughs> yeah, back to work. <laughs> Great stuff. Team USA also looking to celebrate yesterday, taking on Italy in the United Cup final. Jesse Pagula leading off against Martina Trevisan Paul.
3: Yeah, this was one of those matches that was really tricky because Jessie had everything to lose and nothing to gain. She's supposed to win this match. Started off real well, then got a little choppy, made some unforced errors. But she did what great players do. She found that middle gear. She found a way to manage the moment come up with that big backhand down the line which sealed the first set and that gave her a little bit of a release of the pressure valve. Second set started playing a little bit better, was closer to the baseline, dictating play, good forehand finish here and Jessica did a great job building a big lead in the second set. You see the score is 3-0 here. She was controlling things and Trevisan couldn't get into the points. Well, it got to 5-0 but then Trevisan got back to 5-2 and could have gotten really Interesting if she won this 5 2 game, but just put her foot down and did a really wonderful job to seal that match.
1: Cut down the errors in the second set, put the U.S. up 1 0. That's good vibes for Francis Tiafo, taking on Lorenzo Musetti. Prakash, neither player had dropped a match all week, and Bigfo would keep that statement factual.
2: They both are playing exceptional tennis, but I can't say enough about how much I love the way Francis is playing. He's he's using every aspect of his ability, really using, using his athletic dynamic range of shot making. He's really up on the baseline when he's returning serve and just making a few more less bad errors in the matches and just cutting down and just leaving room for opportunities to be great out there. Really clean first set. Unfortunate to see Lucetti grabbing his shoulder there not sure if it's something that came up in the middle of the match or a pre-existing injury, but regardless, wasn't able to continue. And uh, maybe a bit of a different story if it was a tighter match. But the way Francis was playing certainly didn't help. And um, a big point
1: for the USA. Right shoulder injury for Musetti, forcing him to retire. The U.S. takes a 2-0 lead. So, as he did against Poland, Taylor Fritz can clinch the win for Team USA. Playing Matteo Berrettini, Paul. This was. Very
3: close. Yeah, this was a battle of big boy tennis. Big serves and big first strikes. And Taylor Fritz had uh, nine break chances and did not break serve. And it's very easy to get frustrated if that happens. I give Taylor a ton of credit. He controlled what he can control, which is his service game. He faced zero break points. Did a nice job controlling the tempo of most of the rallies. And Prakash, this dude is confident. That's your man. That's your man. I mean, look at him doing a thing
1: out there. (laughs) It's mobbed by his teammates because that's the clincher. Team USA takes the United Cup. Taylor Fritz straight sets over Berrettini. Let's hear from him with Jim Currier.
3: It's amazing for the team to win this event. You know, we came in with uh, really high hopes or at least at least I did for the event. So, um, you know, I was really happy to be in that position to clinch the match and just the emotions when you win and everyone comes running at you—it's uh, it's amazing. You know, I don't know if you saw the replay, but Francis basically headbutted me. Are you okay? I think so. It's been great. You know, we came into this week okay. and he <laughs> he's always got to be doing something. You know? <laughs> I love this group. Uh,
1: so the match is over, but points and prize money still at stake for Madison Keyes, taking on Lucia Bronzetti, And the good vibes just kept going for the red, white, and blue ball.
3: Yeah, I'll tell you what, Maddie Keyes played some great tennis. This event is going to be pivotal, I think, for a lot of these players, like Madison Keyes, who goes undefeated. Francis Tiapo goes undefeated. That's a lot of confidence going into Australia. You get the camaraderie, the team event, and have that little agua on the cap to finish for Maddie Keyes <laughs> as well. She gets doused. I mean, this group
1: is having so much fun winning the United Cup, taking some selfies, and just enjoying the action in Sydney before they head to Melbourne for the Australian Open. Those are your champions right there. Team USA, big folk right in the front, just lying down, chilling. <laughs> uh, th- th- this was fun to watch from start to finish. The event I- in total, but let's start with Team USA, Prakash. What impressed you the most about how they were able to come through and get the win in the end?
2: I think it was just the energy they were able to create. And it's a great lesson for everyone out there. When you're able to create this energy, however you're able to do it, beautiful things can happen. And then I'm hoping that it creates a bit of a snowball effect and they can take that moving into other events. I mean, look, you've one, proved yourself that you can be clutch in these big moments. And also, you need to feel a certain way, a high frequency of energy when you're manifesting and visualizing. And hopefully this is something that they can
3: draw on as they move forward. Yeah, I think it was really interesting because you have someone like Francis Tiafo, who is Mr. Energy, right? He loves stuff like this. A lot of passion, gets the energy going, plays some really good tennis because there's a lot of people, a lot of camaraderie around. Look at the smile on Taylor Fritz's face. And you see how much fun that they had during this whole kind of 9, 10 days of the event. The team got along really well. They thrived on the competition. And like I said, I think this is a huge catalyst. Taylor continues to grow in confidence. Uh, Jesse Pagula only lost one match, played some terrific Tennis Madison and Francis were awesome. So I just think going into the event only team with four top 20 players. They were the favorite. Not always to not always easy to come through when Mm. you're the favorite like that. They did a good job.
1: They backed it up. Captain David Witt said I feel like I'm at home with my eight kids. It's like (laughs) the Brady Bunch or something. (laughs) Such good tones for this group. But how about this event in general Prakash getting the men and women together tour level event for the very first time. A success, in your opinion? 1,000%. Well,
2: I mean, look, you don't, you don't see this all the time, and I think that's why it's so exciting when it, when it actually happens. When the guys and girls get together at events, it, it's a different kind of energy. You know, there's a lot of guys who go on and watch uh, women, women's matches. Women come in and watch the guys' matches. It, it's brilliant, and you don't, you don't see this every day, so I think it's always going to be a little unique that it's not at all the tournaments. Uh, I'm hoping that it continues for a long time. And again, the biggest thing about these team events, we want it to have a bit of a history. When that happens, that's when the prestige comes, and so forth.
3: Yeah, they're trying to build momentum, right? And let's remember, I think this was put together basically in September. You know, they right. didn't they didn't do this with the 24 months lead time. So hats off to Tennis Australia and to all the partners that got this done. Um, to be able to do it was magnificent. I think there's a couple things that they could maybe tweak. Um, I don't love that there's three people that get in that win the group, and then there's the other team that gets in I'd love to have some I'm not a great math person as we all know but if they could have four groups and all four group winners gets in and make it really clean like that that would be great it's terrific to have it in multiple cities for the folks down in Australia I I had a lot of people reach out to me that couldn't quite follow what was going on because it was in different cities at different times, so they didn't quite get the um, concept of what the structure was. But those are two minor things that can be tweaked very easily. But all in all, putting this together this quickly and having this much great tennis, really a great job.
1: Looked like everybody had a lot of fun down there. And once again, congratulations to Team USA. Coming home with the United Cup first team title for Team USA, since 2017. Big stuff for that crew. A lot more ahead. More titles were handed out. More Americans had the opportunity to take them. Coco Golf started her week jumping off a sky tower. We'll show you how she ended it by climbing to the very top. It's a Sunday fun day. Stay with us on TC Live. Welcome back, Tennis Channel, once again, your home for extensive coverage of the year's first major. TC Live at the Australian Open begins next Sunday, just a week from today, 5 o'clock Eastern, your only two-hour pregame show. I'll be joined by Prakash, Hall of Famer Lindsey Davenport, and John Wertheim. We'll have more guests as well. All the highlights, interviews, big stories from the year's first major. Please join us next Sunday, 5 o'clock Eastern, right here on TC. Well, to Auckland we go. Coco Golf looking to start the year with a title at the ASB Classic, Prakash, facing a qualifier in Rebecca Masarova.
2: Well, look, Masarova has been playing fantastic tennis all week. As you mentioned, came through qualifying. Took out Mukhova, Blinkova, and Sloane Stevens along the way. But it was pretty much one-way traffic all the way through. This is a play that Coco is using quite a bit, and I think it's going to stand her in really good stead moving forward. She's one of those players who's so comfortable at the net, so when she's able to attack the net in multiple ways, not just pound a forehand or backhand and get in like you saw there, but utilize this drop shot and come in behind that, now you're forcing the opponent to pass off the front foot, which can be awkward for a lot of players. She's comfortable doing it as you saw there on the forehand side or the backhand side, using that marvelous net game that got her to number one in the world in doubles last year. And she's just throwing a lot of stuff at the opponent. And for her to be able to do this in a championship match and win so comfortably, beautiful
1: signs for moving forward. Third career title, first on a hard court in three years. So what's the secret, Coco?
0: Honestly, in the off season, I played with a bunch of guys um, and uh, I was winning some, but losing most of it. So when I played here, it felt good to get some like wins under the belt. Um, but honestly, I credit to my good offseason that I had. Um, thanks to my coach uh, for prepping me, even though I was, t- was tough sometimes, but clearly he knows what he's doing.
1: Uh, so, so that's <laughs> her dad. That's Diego Moyano. And, and one of those guys that she played with. Our own teammate, Chris Eubanks, she actually posted the other day that she beat him, and he was like, one game, one game, Coco, but she still took that game. Didn't drop a set the the entire week, Paul. Only lost four games in the last two matches. What does this say about her expectations heading into the year's first major?
3: Well, oh, look, I think that's been one of the biggest challenges for all of us and for Coco, these great expectations. And for most players, particularly the young ones, they've got to manage them. And, and that's what Coco has to do is manage these great expectations. And she's done it so well already in her career. But the more you win, the more expectations grow. Right. That's the challenge The biggest thing she has going for I think, is that her average level is getting better. I think she's playing better tennis when she's playing average. She's not getting as frustrated with herself. And that would be one of the things I would be in her ear about all the time. When things are good, we know how great you are. But great players are their best because on their average days, they find ways to win.
2: I always tend to look uh, off the court as well, and as you said, Paul, she's just she's so mature. She's got such a good head on her shoulders, and the heights to which she's rising, she's going to have to deal with a lot of stuff on the court. I mean, look, she's got her own named sneaker right now, and there's just a lot of stuff that comes with being such a superstar and reaching your first Grand Slam final, as she did last year, and continuing to get to different heights. So it's also how you can manage that and still be able to just focus on the game, which is the most important thing at the end of the day. And the fact that she seems well,
1: well beyond her years as far as maturity, I think that's going to be huge for her. Absolutely. Has not made it past the second round the last two years at the Australian Open, but winning the title coming in I think gives her a whole lot of confidence heading to Melbourne. Much more still to come here on TC Live. Another American looking for a title. Novak Djokovic said his opponent was closer to victory than he was. So what had the Serbian star pointing to his head in the end? We'll show you next.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
1: Paul Prakash, Steve, back on TC Live to Adelaide we go. The women's final. Lorena Sabalenka looking for her first title in two years. Facing teenager Linda Noskova, youngest finalist, Paul, at a WTA 500 level or higher since Caroline Wozniacki
3: in 2008. Boy, it's been fun to watch Noskova play all week. Some terrific wins, including against Vika Azarenka, saved the match point. but. Yesterday, a little too much power, Sabalenka doing a really nice job managing her game and her emotions. She's talked about trying to be a little bit more zen-like on the court. She's got a ton of passion. Sometimes the passion boils over, and she can get a little bit, uh, go a little off the boil, as they say. So she's working on that, and she showed us yesterday what happens when she's focused. She is not going to be fun for anyone to play. Can take the racket out of every person's hand. And I tell you what, that is a nice way for her to start the year. She said the
1: Tiger is now a calm Tiger, Paul. I like it. Gets it done. 11th career singles title. Great way to start the season for Sabalenka. Didn't drop a set in Adelaide. Big time men's final precoach between Novak Djokovic and Sebi Korda. There were concerns about the top seed's hamstring coming in. Uh, Korda would test every part of Djokovic.
2: Quality-wise match of the year for me so far in this early part of the season. Corda had a uh, a set point there early, misses that duck backhand, still doesn't let it affect him, stays mentally strong, takes that first set, second set, match point here for Corda. Check out this point, exceptional using all aspects of the court. Djokovic finds his way in, great defensive lob off the back foot, finds an angle smash to put it away saves match point, wins the breaker comfortably, gets pushed into a third set. Now, 4-5 seems like a routine game, 40-15, and just a bunch of errors creep into Sebi's game. Backhand there, comes up with a double fault as well. Now, unable to attack, gets his way in, a marvelous defensive lob here from Novak. Does what he does, can't get a ball by him, nice and deep, and Sebi, this is the smash roughly in the middle of the net. All of a sudden, match points for Djokovic, and he goes into lockdown mode. Is deciding absolutely not to miss, as he does on the biggest points. Seti oversprays sprays beforehand, and Novak Djokovic says, it's all up here. I got it on lock, all
1: up here. Sensational match, though, from Seti. He got his third career title in Adelaide. Now 16 years later, number 92, and eyes already on 93.
3: Of course. Um, Australian Open is the biggest reason why I'm here but at the same time in Australia but at the same time I want to win every tournament that I play on you know regardless of the level of the tournament so I mean I love playing in in Australia (laughs) I mean my results are testament to that Um, you know I wouldn't be able to play so well in a place where I don't feel well Ninety
1: second career title that ties Raf Nadal for the fourth most all-time Paul
3: how about the three guys in this era all over 90 just incredible stuff and breaking records left and right long way to go to catch up with our friend Jimmy Connors but I mm. tell you what Novak's looking strong playing some great tennis and uh, as he said uh, he loves being in Australia. Got some good feelings about being down in Australia, nine-time Australian Open title winner. i tell you what, it's hard to say that that man's not the prohibitive favorite in the men's field.
1: He's won 34 straight matches in Australia. Hasn't lost in five (laughs) years. What did he do this week, Prakash, to make you determine whether or not he's going to get that 10th title in Melbourne?
2: Well, listen, I think the biggest thing that was in his favor is the fact that he had a match like he did in the final against Sebi. As, as Paul said, when you get into those situations and you just keep winning them over and over again, that, that sticks in your head. You don't get into those situations every day, especially in a championship match. So when you can bank some of those big moments successfully in your favor, you just think that you can't lose. And he has so many of them in his career. And I also just want to talk a little bit about last year. I think last year, the taste of it, it's still a little bit in his mouth. You know, as much as he's done in his career, he still has that little bit of a chip on his shoulder. And I think he looks to find that where he needs it. How do you find motivation when you're Novak Djokovic, when you're Rafa, when you're Roger? You've got to find it anywhere you can. And I think this is one of the places where he finds it, and it's going to be great for him.
1: And a reminder, Seb Korda, now the third-ranked American man in the world. He will be seated in Melbourne, so a big week for Sebby as well. As we enter the social net, the women will not have to worry about facing a two-time champion at the Australian Open. That's right, another star is out at the year's first major, Naomi Osaka-Paul, withdrawing from the tournament. What was your reaction to this?
3: Look, it's pretty heartbreaking. You know, I think it's been really hard for Naomi. She's trying to get things settled and and really just seeing what she wants to do with her life. Um, And if you can't get motivated to play the majors, that says something. So let's just hope that she's happy. She figures out what she wants to do and the way she wants to do it. But as a tennis fan, I'm sure as heck gonna miss her.
2: Well, let's let's not forget. I mean, you know, you, you count the five biggest names that that transcend the sport. I mean, Naomi's right there, right up there at the top few on the list. And and to not have her at just a major event, just just from a completely macro perspective, not just the hardcore tennis fans, but all of these sport fans in general, it's tough. It's, Real,
1: it's a blow. Real quick, when do you think Prakash will see her playing tennis
2: again? Well, look, we see right there that she made the final of Miami last year. She played some phenomenal tennis there last year. Some some shades of the uh, old Naomi that we've seen, who's won four Grand Slams. You know what? Maybe there's good feels in Miami, and uh, maybe she returns there. Back here in the States, gives her a little bit of time to get used to the hard courts. But, um, you know, th- that would probably put Indian Wells in the mix as well.
1: Uh, fingers crossed that she returns for the Sunshine Double. Yeah, hope to see Naomi again on the court soon. As for Roger Federer, he may have found a new sport. Playing some Fidel ball
3: with uh, Coach Severin Luti. What do you think of this? Uh, i tell you what, I hope he's playing well if he's playing doubles with Seve. Because I'm <laughs> not sure Seve's going to be able to take his side of the court. I-, I would go out on a limb here and say, I bet you Roger's going to be pretty good at that <laughs> pretty fast. <laughs> not sure about Seve, but I can tell you what, Roger's going to be pretty good pretty quick. And uh, great to see him with a paddle in his hand or a padel in his hand. I'd rather see him with a raquette in his (laughs) hand, but we'll go with the padels for now. we've seen Roger
2: pull off some pretty impressive trick shots on the tennis court. I mean, here, you can play against the wall. You can run out the gate and hit balls.
3: I'm scared to think what what this guy's going to create on this court. Yeah, his innovation and artistry would be fun to watch once he really got the hang of what you can do on this court because uh, I'm pretty sure the magician would come up with some nice tricks for us to see.
1: I just love seeing him on a court, whatever it may be, smiling, having fun, and and tweeting out, Instagramming. We want to know what Roger's doing at all times. The next Padel star, Roger (laughs) Federer. Got to love that. Here's our schedule coming up on Monday. TC Live once again at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. And we've got all the tune-ups leading it to the Australian Open next Sunday. Coverage as well on T2 starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Back with more TC Live after this. WTA singles title for the Puerto Rican number one.
2: WTA titles are cool, but I think the Olympics was my top goal. And when I won the Olympics, I was like, wow, stay happy, stay healthy. Bye.
1: The Golden Girl herself, Monica Puig, will be joining us next week here at Tennis Channel. She'll be on TC Live Thursday and Friday. So y'all have, you know, been here, done that. How about some advice? I I talked to Monica this morning. She said she'd be tuning in to listen to (laughs) hear what you and Paul were going to tell her in terms of advice. So, Prakash, what's the advice for Monica? Well, listen, I've
2: already seen her work on camera. She is absolutely fantastic. She knows exactly what she's talking about. So I'm just going to give a little bit of an offering for off-camera. I know she's big into marathon running now, as what she's sinking herself into after the game. And she's recently incorporated strength training. There we go. I see you in the gym, I knew so you before were or after in. the show, you want to get in with your boy. The squat rack is waiting. Just, just <laughs> holler at me. Just holler at me.
3: I knew that was going to happen. I'll tell you what. She's going to be in great hands with you guys. She's going to have a lot of fun. Monica will light up the screen as she always does. That smile can light up a room from a mile away. Um, when Jimmy Arias is around, Monica, just bear with him. <laughs> Don't really heavy lifting with Jimmy. You'll be fine, but just bear with Jimmy. These guys are great.
1: Fab- Jimmy, fab- <laughs> two thirds of the show will be awesome that day. It'll be, it'll be Have amazing. Have a great
3: time. Can't wait to see you.
1: <laughs> By the way, she asked for the best coffee spots in Santa Monica. There's great coffee here at the Tennis Channel Studio. I got a little vanilla, a little hazelnut. You got yeah, that is great here. coffee here. We got two machines in the back, Monica. Can't wait to see you here. Hot shot of the day coming from Taylor Fritz, Matteo Berrettini. What do we have here? A little double hot shot here. Uh, On the dead run, screamer forehand up the line, Francis.
2: Fake love, Berrettini is not feeling it. Now hold on. (laughs) You're going to get a good replay at this because it happened really quick. Taylor comes in with a beautiful backhand. Conti grip shades of pistol Pete up the line. Taylor can't believe it. And as soon as he flicks this up the line, he thinks he's getting a little love from hype man Francis Tiafo because he's right in front of the USA bench. But what happens? oh, impressed myself. Oh, we didn't get the. Oh, we well, I oh, you guys no. take a good look. Francis big high five comes Sandway, Underneath he oh, goes underneath. Oh.
1: I mean, Berrettini was a little upset.
2: He
3: was a little upset. No, Those guys me. are good, bud.
1: There's <laughs> <laughs> the big-time matches we got coming up today. Sloan left. Stevens, Lauren Davis, Brooksby in action against Bonini, and Evans, Mackie McDonald. Looking forward to that Muguru, the benchich match. Brandon Nakashima, a lot of Americans in action today. Uh, Prakash, you want to kind of redo what, what Francis did to Matteo? We can come on camera here, and we'll, yeah, we'll show I mean, you give, it. Give, give him a big this. smile, so, so. give
2: a <laughs> Ah, oh, see, full underneath, full oh, underneath. Yeah.
1: And then even top of that, he gave a
2: huge grin afterward, you know, to rub it in a little bit. It was beautiful. <laughs> he though. didn't even have
1: to play him, and then Taylor had his back. But Taylor you know, laughed fin- it, it, it off. great. Good buddy. Uh, some of these matches that we have today, I mean, blockbuster stuff. We got Danielle Collins, Karolina Pliskova. Both of their previous matches came in Australia. That was back in 2021. They split those. Pliskova had to qualify. First time she played qualifying in nine years, that's how good this event is. Uh,
3: what do you make of uh, Collins against Pliskova? It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm going to go out and limb and say there's not going to be a lot of passive tennis going on. <laughs> going to be a lot of first-strike tennis, a lot of power tennis. And uh, I'm very interested to see how Danielle does this year, to see if she comes back mm. and is healthy, feels good throughout the whole years. And for Pliskova, so much danger. You don't know what you're going to get. Quick note, can't wait to see how Brendan Nakashima does okay. too, starting today. And another fun one, Dan Evans playing Mackie McDonald. That's going to be a lot of fun slicing and dicing running around out there. They're going
2: to use up every little ounce of the yeah. court. It's going to be good two. stuff.
3: It, it's, a big, it's a
2: big match, I think, for Danielle. As you mentioned, it wasn't able to stay 100% healthy all the way through last year. And she had a sensational Australian Open last year. So a ton of points to be able to defend. One of the last few players to really beat Iga before Iga went on that, yeah, that big run. So right. a lot of points
1: coming up. But uh, again, just, just try to stay healthy and just play some good tennis. I'm looking forward to Sloan Stevens, Lauren Davis. They actually played Hobart quarterfinals 10 years ago. And they're playing against each other in Hobart, once again, fifth meeting between those two. A lot of action coming go, up guys. today. I got to go. You got to go meet Jason Goodall in go. the booth. <laughs> Constant Lestien taking on Pedro Cachin. That is coming up next from the ASB Classic in Auckland. For Prakash and Paul, I'm Steve. Thanks so much for watching TC Live coverage all night long right here.